You're listening to the weekly podcast of Citizens Church with Pastor Chris Norman. For more information on the work that God is doing through Citizens Church, please visit us online at citizenschurch.org. Happy New Year, everybody. Listen, I can't believe it. We are on the edge of so many incredible things as we go running into 2023 together. A whole year is behind us, and I'm telling you, it was an absolutely incredible year at Citizens Church. And one of the things we always love to do before we go running into the next year is to take some time looking back at all the things God did in this past year. And so what we wanna do today is just kinda celebrate some of those things that we've seen God do. And I really think in this last year, God has positioned us to see more momentum than we've ever seen in the life of our church in this next year. I think about our staff. I'm so thankful for the staff that we have right now. It's like we are stronger than ever. I wish I could have you as a fly on the wall as our staff gathers together and as we pray, as we pray for each one of you in our church, as we pray for our cities and just believing God to do great things in your life and the life of our church. It's true. There's so, so passionate. There is so much passion. There's energy in our staff right now like, like never before. And then what about like our teams? I think that God's really used this last year to bring about so much strength in our teams. Every team I look at right now is just crushing it. We're having a whole lot of fun together. Yeah, yeah, our teams are so flexible. As if being a church that's mobile, I just love that everybody is, they're all in, they're ready to do whatever needs to be done, and they do it with joy, they do it with heart and soul, and we have an incredible group right yeah, now. Yeah, and it, all of you who are on the team right now, I wanna look at you and tell you, Tina, we love you so much, our staff love you so much. We literally could not do what we're doing without you. You guys make it happen week yeah. in, week out. You're the rock stars of the yeah. church. And but we're here just to love on you and serve you and run with you into everything God has. You know, we love watching God work for you. God, God has truly given us a front row seat to an amazing work. I mean, think about all the salvations we saw in this last year, all the, all the baptisms we saw in this last year. Think about all the stories God has told. I mean, we sh- we've shared some of those stories uh, with you. One of those stories was from our very own Jasmine. Yeah. And I-, I love this story. Why don't you check it out? My name is Jasmine and this is my rescue story. I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional, chaotic household. At the age of 12 is when I took my first drink. At 15, I overdosed on pills trying to take my own life. At 16, I was, um, I was still partying pretty hard and um, I was sexually assaulted at a party and I never told anybody about it until I met my husband because I felt like it was my fault that that happened to me because I was drinking. At 18, I ended up pregnant and I had my first son. As a young mom, I knew that this was a critical time where I had to try to figure out my life, right? So I did all the things that I needed to do, but I created this separate life where I was still partying and still drinking and still doing all the fun stuff, but they were separate. All of a sudden, the lines started getting very blurry between one life and the other. At six months into my marriage, I thought maybe I was gonna get a divorce. Um, My son, my youngest son at that time, he couldn't even look at me half the time. Uh, He didn't wanna talk to me. Our relationship was, um, was dwindling away and I thought I would be 
better off dead at that time. I spent a year in AA doing everything that I was supposed to do. I worked a program, I did my steps, and as nobody expected, in March of 2019, COVID hit. In recovery, really, the opposite of addiction is connection. And I lost my connection. I lost my people, my, my groups I couldn't go to in person anymore. I had a friend had just, I happened to see a post from her that she posted something from Citizens Church. I clicked on it and I opened it up and I started listening to a sermon from Pastor Chris. And this was the game changer for me. This was life changing and it was exactly what I needed. The very first thing that I heard him say was that, um, God loves you right where you are. And <laughs> I was like holding my baggage, right? I'm like, I don't know if you're gonna love me right where I am because I have a lot of baggage right here. And then he follows that up and he tells you um, that God loves you enough not to leave you right there. And I knew that that was the start of my journey. So from that point on, I literally watched every single sermon that was recorded and on YouTube from Citizens. And after a year, everybody was kind of getting back together, meeting in person, and I decided I have to go and be around people again. Linda was like my very first friend and she was so welcoming and brought me in. That's what I got out of Citizens was this family that I had been missing. And it opened me up to reconnect with God again. I've just really had my life changed um, from building that relationship with God again. I was baptized um, right at my three-year sobriety mark, which was amazing. Before I walked into those waters, I carried a lot of shame, a lot of guilt. Um, I carried so much. I had such a heavy burden on me. And I'm telling you, when I was lifted out of those waters, it was washed away and I could keep moving forward in my relationship with God. My life now, it's amazing. I have an incredible marriage that most people would be envious of. I have my relationship with my son is incredible and we're back to being, you know, best buds again. I've been able to bring my son, my husband, my daughter, my niece, they've all grown in this time with citizens to really know God themselves. So it's not even like it's just me, but it's been my whole family that has been here. And it's phenomenal. And really my message to anyone out there, if you're sitting there, there's hope in these rooms. There really is hope. And if you're coming here and you have that shame and you have the the burdens from trauma, from childhood trauma, from anything. You're facing addiction, whether it's to drugs or alcohol or to anything else. Um, the minute that you, in the slightest way, can turn your head towards God and just take one step, He is gonna come running towards you. You can walk, but He's gonna run towards you. And um, yeah. That's what I want people to know. And, and Citizens is gonna be here, and it really is a family. Everyone loves Jasmine. We've watched God do some incredible things in her life, and I love this story because I think it's, a, it's one story of many stories that God is telling. 
And you know, one of the things that I also love when I look back at this last year, are some of these events that yeah. Citizens was a part of, Citizens pulled off. One of my favorite events was her night that we had back in April. And that was something that just was, was on our heart and mind for many years. And we finally saw it come to fruition. And it's absolutely incredible. I remember the night before we had put together these gift bags for all the ladies and more registrations just kept coming in. And we're like, we gotta get more bags made for the ladies. And uh, it was just an incredible night. I think something powerful happens when women gather together and just have a place where they can come and just be real and find community. And I know there was a lot of friendships that were born out of that night. Um, a lot of women uh, felt God was calling them into to different areas of ministry and, and business. And there were small groups that were born out of that. And so it was just a very powerful night. And I loved being there too. I, I snuck in. I know, I told and you. And I, I got to hang out in the back, I actually joined the production team so I could be a part. Of the of her night, and we're looking forward to doing that again in this next yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the other events that stood out to you? I, I think about Easter. Yeah. I love Easter every year, but there was something special about Easter 2022. I mean, packed out, full to the max, and then coming off of that and going into what I actually think is going to be an annual thing yeah. now for yeah. us is that after party. Yeah. Uh, so many salvations, so much fun. There's just something about being out in a park in the middle of you know, everybody and every, everything going on and just worshiping and watching people come to know Jesus and get baptized there at that park. It was so yeah. incredible. We also had our eighth annual summer blast this year, and that is always one of my favorite weeks of the summer. You think about through this event, these kids' lives are forever gonna be changed. The trajectory of their life is gonna be changed. Their, their family is gonna be changed because they get to come, they get to hear the gospel, an opportunity for them to accept Christ into their life. It, it's so powerful. Yeah, it is. It's generational impact. And yeah, like we, we're sending kids home with Bibles for the very first time. Like they don't even have a Bible in their home. And, and yeah. I'm telling you what, I, I can't wait to see what God's gonna do with this year's Summer Blast. Yeah. You know, every year we do a, a little recap. So why don't you check this out?
Yeah, and I think this year we've been talking a lot about this, about how this internship is something we want to see grow and double every year. I think yeah. we'll see 40 plus going into this next Absolutely. year. As Tate and I are out traveling around, speaking in different places, we're talking with a lot of uh, college students that feel called to ministry that are looking forward to joining us yeah. this year. Yeah, and it was sweet because a lot of them are telling me that it was such a great opportunity for them to really have hands-on experience in ministry, not just to, to learn about it in a classroom, but to actually put their hands to it and, and be a part of it. Yeah. One of my favorite things that we do during the summer uh, is our, our surf camp. Surf camp. Surf camp. We always do surf camp and, and this year we took our middle school and our high school students down to the beach and we just had an incredible week of digging into God's word, having small group time, surfing together, shopping together, yep. eating together. Yep. We just had a great time. You know one of the things we've been talking a whole lot about is that we just really been praying for is is revival in in Southern California and to sweep the nation and I really believe that that's going to start with our students and our college yeah. and and so these summer camps are always something I look forward to and I think what we saw this last year was just a small glimpse of what we're gonna see running into this next year yeah then we come rolling out of summer and into the fall, and we always love to, to use that season just to love in our community in practical ways. We had our Share the Love event that took place in November, and then our Christmas, Christmas Mall in December. So so we good. had so many volunteers that came and were a part of just that 
uh, that event of loving on these families, loving on these kids, and providing Christmas for families that needed just a little extra help this year. You know, one of my favorite things to do at the Christmas Mall is to share the gospel with all those families that God brings us. And to look them in the eyes and say, listen, we've been praying over which families God would bring yeah. to the Christmas Mall. And I want you to know God chose you. That's right. In other words, God sees you. His eyes are on you. He hasn't forgotten about you. He's with you and just encouraging them that God's going to not just be with them in that moment, but walk with them into the future as they choose to walk with him. And, and church family, we got, to, we got to help encourage a whole bunch of families at the Christmas Mall that we are now walking with into 2023. 20, you know, and, and, and as I look back over this last year, one of the things I always love to talk about and think about is what are the things that God spoke to our house, to our church? Yeah, we had, so, we had some great series this year. And I think one of my favorite ones was The Names of God that mm -hmm. we did. Um, back in high school, I went through a book. It was on The Names of God. I remember that was very powerful and pivotal, pivotal in my life back mm -hmm. then. And, and be able to go through that again this year and just realizing that He's God and He's powerful, but He's so specific to our needs. You know what I mean? That God, God is uh, a God of peace. That God is Almighty. You know, and um, my favorite one is is God Jehovah Jireh. The Lord is our provider. That He provides for us. And and I, you and I have seen that in our life yeah. over and over again. Just just God's provision. Yep. That that name is actually very near and dear to you and I. We have that name on our on our wedding ring. Yep. Jehovah Jireh. The Lord sees. Check out this clip from Jehovah Jireh during our AKA series. God is Jehovah Jireh. He's your provider. Do you know what that name means literally? It literally means God sees. As Abraham walked up that mountain that day, he couldn't totally see, could he? I mean, like he couldn't see how it was gonna work out. He couldn't see what God was going to do. He couldn't, he couldn't see a way through. He couldn't see, how, like if everything was gonna, he just couldn't see very far, could he? And although he couldn't see, he fully trusted that God could see. And you and I, like, like Tatum and I, have found ourselves over and over again in our life, are gonna find ourselves in situations where you just can't see it. Come on, you been there? <laughs> like, you're stepping into something like, I just don't see it. God, I don't see it. I think you told me to do this. I think you asked me to step. I, I kind of feel like, and now I'm up against it. And God, I just don't see it. When you're in the moments when you don't see it, you need to remember Jehovah Jireh, who's already seen it. Like God, it literally means God sees it already. Can I give you a definition of faith? Faith is trusting what God sees over what you see. Can I tell you something? You can't see very far. Can I tell you something? You try to interpret life through what you see and you find yourself stressed out. You try to make decisions based upon only what you see, you're gonna make some bad decisions. But we are called to live not by what we see. We are called to live trusting in Jehovah Jireh, the God who sees everything you can't see. And faith says, God, I'm gonna trust what you see over what I see. You know, the Bible calls you to walk by faith. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven. Walk by what? Faith and not by what? Sight. You've probably always wondered, 
Why when you read, walk by faith, it would say not by sight. Like what does sight have to do with faith? Now you know. You typically wanna walk by what you see. You typically wanna walk by how you understand it, how you perceive it, how, how, how you think about it, how, how you're feeling it, how you're experiencing it. See, you, you and I wanna live by these senses, right? But God says, no, faith is gonna push you past what you see and into what I see. Well, God, why would I trust what you see? He says, because I'm Jehovah Jireh, the God who sees everything, amen? My ways, God says, is above your ways. I am preaching way better than you responding, church. Where are you at this morning? Amen? I'm getting fired up here by myself. That was so good. You know, another one of our series was born out of a conversation that we had with our staff at one of our staff meetings. Yeah. Um, you know, we run at a, a, a fast pace, we work hard, and I feel like one thing that you and I have always been really good at is just having healthy rhythms in our life, taking a Sabbath every week. And so as we sat down with our staff and we talked through this, we realized a lot of them didn't have healthy rhythms and weren't having a Sabbath every week. And so out of that conversation was born our Rhythm Series. Yeah, the Rhythm Series, it's, again, like you said, it's been foundational in our life. Yeah. And just the concept is this, like God created everything in the context of rhythms. Yeah. In the beginning, he created seasons first and then put man within those seasons. Sometimes we try to get outside those seasons or those rhythms God created, mm -hmm. and it starts messing with your life. And yeah. some of you, could, you could feel that. And what we boiled everything down to in that series is, listen, we gotta, we gotta show up full. I think that's probably my favorite. Yeah, me too. I think a me lot too. of people are not showing up full. We show up wanting and needing things from others. Show up full, work it, you gotta yep. work hard, and then stop it. Yeah. Check out this clip from our Rhythm series. The reason why so many people don't understand the blessing of work and they're just walking around, this is the burn, gotta go to work, this is the grind, put food on the table, DJF, live for the weekend. The reason why is because you don't know how to work. I don't know how to work. So I wanna teach you in this time how to turn what you think is a burden into a blessing and it's by you learning how to work. You ready to learn how to work? We're gonna learn how to work. How do we work? The big key takeaway in all of it is found in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. And here's what it says. And whatever you do, you're creating, you're managing, you're, you're bossing, you're, you're serving tables, you're flipping burgers, you're, you're, you fill in the blank. Whatever you do, what does he say? Do it heartily or wholeheartedly. Put your whole self into it as unto the Lord and not to men. Here's how you start to turn this thing that you thought was a burden and make it that blessing that God has actually intended it to be. Is that you need, listen, to realize you are to do this as unto the Lord. The reason maybe you're so frustrated is because you've had the whole boss thing wrong this whole time. You had the wrong boss this whole time. See, you thought, you thought the boss was that guy or girl in the corner office. You thought your boss was the person that was coming in telling you what to do. And, and, and because of that, you know, you've been lacking a little motivation. You've been showing up, you know, not really showing up on time all the time. Maybe you've been showing up on time, but you're not really showing up. When you realize that your boss is not the person sitting in the corner office, but your boss is intended to be God, that, that you're not working as unto them, but you're working as unto God. Oh, that changes everything, doesn't it? It puts a little extra spring in my step, right? 
See, if I'm, if I'm working for the person in the corner office, I might just kind of kind of sneak in a little bit late and kind of not bring my whole self. But if I'm working as under the Lord, man, there's a different posture in the way that I'm showing up to do my part in this world that God's placed me in because I'm doing it as unto him. And he has given it all for me. And so therefore, I'm just gonna give my all for him. Where? Where do I do that? It's not just in church when you're standing in front of your seat singing worship. Where do you give God your all? In everything you do. It's, it's at work. I'm giving God my all. You're not giving, you know, you work for Disney. You're not giving the mouse your all. You're not giving, like, you, you work it in and out. You're not giving your boss your all. Yes, they're going to get your all, but it's not because you're giving them your all. I'm giving God my all, and you're just getting, you're just getting the overflow of that. You see, I, I'm working as unto God. And all of a sudden, things start to shift in your demeanor because now you, you understand that I am right now just a steward. This is my part. Right now, this is, in this season, this is my part in this big thing called the planet, creation. This is my part in doing what God needs me to do right now to, to, as unto him. And I just got a different attitude, you see. And, and that... Come on, that changes everything. By the grace of God, Paul says, I am what I am. Go on 1 Corinthians 15, 10 for me. I am what I am. And his grace to me was not idle or without effect. No, what does Paul say? I worked harder than them all. Paul goes, God, had, God gave me a special grace, the same as he gave all the other apostles. And people say, you should not brag. Paul bragged. What did he brag about? His hustle. Paul said, yeah, I tell you what I did. I hustled more than all of them. Paul says, you want to talk about, here's what I did. I worked all the other apostles under the table. They couldn't keep up with me. I worked harder than them all. Do you see his posture? Why is Paul able to say that? Because he knows what it is to work unto God. He doesn't have a man boss. He doesn't have a corner office boss. He says, God is my boss. And so I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to work harder than everybody. Why? Because I'm working as unto God. Someone say, get to work. I absolutely loved preaching all those messages in the Rhythm series and another series, just one more, that really stood out to me this last season was our Beyond series. We talked about going beyond our strength, going beyond who's here, and going beyond where we've been. And one message in particular, I think actually is a foundational message for our church. And that's when we looked at the fact that we as a church exist not just for who's here, but for those who are not here yet. I can only offer you that which can really help you. And his name is Jesus. And so if you get around me, I'm gonna get you around Jesus. Because see, we don't exist for who's here. We exist for those who are not here yet. We don't just think about who's here. We think about those who are not here yet. Why? Because that's what the great shepherd is thinking about all the time. So that's what I'm going to think about all the time. Someone say, catch a vision. Someone say, do what it takes. So I'm going to invite my friends. I'm going to bring my friends. I'm going to spread the word. Because listen, I'm not just inviting people to come hear a great band. I mean, we got a great worship team, everybody. Come on, amen, like we do. We do, unapologetically. 
half the people like our worship team. That's incredible. But I, honestly, like, okay, so I'm not just inviting you to come hear a great worship band. Or, you know, and you got kids, you're going to come, and the kids are going to have a great, a great program. And we have one of the best. I, th- I think we have one of the best around. Kayla and the team, they're, they're crushing it. We have a great kids program. But I'm not just inviting you to come hear a great band or to come, kids, kids come experience a great program or, or come, come hear a guy that every now and then can preach okay. Like, you, I'm inviting you not just to come to those things. Listen, I'm inviting you to get around Jesus. So I'm doing this not just because of those things, but because I believe if I can get someone in, in the presence of Jesus and get around the things of Jesus, that Jesus will get a hold of that life, change that life, forgive that life, heal that life, bring, bring wholeness to that life. I'm going to do my part. Come on, do my part. It's just getting people to Jesus. I, let me talk to the C team for a second. Where are you at? Anyone on a team in this place? Come on, let me hear you. Woo, 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 woo. Where are you at? If you're on a team, say hello. If you're on a team, say hello. There you are. Why do we do what we do? Like, we don't, we don't do what we do just because we got nothing else to do. We do what we do because we're getting people around Jesus. And so we'll set up and we'll show up and we'll smile and we'll welcome. We'll help you find your seat. We'll love on your kids. We'll help you cross the street. We'll tear it down and we'll do it all again next week. Why? Because I'm not just tearing down and I'm not just helping people cross streets and I'm not just working with kids. I'm not just, listen, I'm not just doing what it looks like I'm doing. I'm not just helping you find your seat. I'm actually helping people get around Jesus. And so why do I keep doing it? Because it's bigger than what it looks like I'm doing. What I'm doing is trying to get some people around Jesus. Because if I could get them around Jesus, there's no telling what he'll do. I tell you what, I am so grateful that we have a church that doesn't just hear a message like that, but lives it out. A church that genuinely believes that we exist, not just for those who are here, but for those who are not here yet. We're moving into 2023 praying that God genuinely brings revival. Revival to our cities, revival to our state, revival to our nation. We need it now like never before. And I believe genuinely we're on the brink of revival. But any great revival always starts by drawing a circle around ourselves. And so as we move into this year, come on, would you just lean into some revival in your own life? Yeah, I wanna challenge us that this year, at the end of 2023, we're a better version of ourselves than we were at the beginning of 2023, that we are closer to God at the end than we were at the beginning. You know, Matthew 6, 33 says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and then all these things are gonna be added unto you. And you know, it's not some super spiritual thing that we gotta try to figure out, like how do we get closer to God? It's just simple consistency, right? Every day spending time in God's word. Yeah, every day we're going to get into God's presence. Yep. Every week we're going to get ourselves to church. Yeah. I'm telling you, friends, you've heard me say it before. The Sunday you miss is the Sunday you need. And I'm telling you, I, we mean it. Like God has something for you when you gather together with his people. You're gonna, something you're going to get there that you can't get anywhere yeah. else. Yeah, in, in the world. I think it's the best thing that you can give yourself and the best thing that you can give your family is getting to church every week. Absolutely, every absolutely. So we're gonna get in God's presence every day. We're gonna get to church every week. Yeah. And I just think as you move through the year, you keep yourself postured in a place where you just keep saying yes to God. 
You know, Tate, you brought it up that it's the consistency part that yeah. makes all the difference. And I want to challenge you in that. That you know, set some goals and and lean into some things. I I, I would I want to challenge you to dream. And then once you have those things lined out, you're getting in God's presence every day, you get to church every week, you're saying yes to Him all the time. Once you got that stuff laid out, now stay consistent. The power is in the consistency. You know, I love using the illustration of a lumberjack going out to chop down a big old tree and he's got his ax sharpened and he gets out there and he says, I'm gonna get this done today. And he just goes at it and for half an hour, he's slugging away, he's axing away. Half hour later, he's dead tired and that tree hasn't fallen. And that's one way a lot of people approach life. Let's not do that this year. You're gonna wear yourself out. You think you can get a whole big thing done in just a half an hour, it's not gonna happen. But don't underestimate the power of consistency. Yeah. If you get up every day, if that same lumberjack just got up every single day and every day did the same thing he did the day before and just took that ax to the tree once, boom, maybe twice, boom, sets it down. Next day gets up and does it again. I'm telling you what, friends, by the end of that year, as he pushes and pushes and stays consistent, that tree will fall. The power is in the consistency. And so remain consistent. Come on, everybody, in his presence every day, church every week, and then just, just keep saying yes. Yeah. As we move into 2023, the first thing I wanna invite you to is we're gonna to be together at the Fox Theater next Sunday morning on the 8th at 9 and 11 a.m. So make sure you bring your family, make plans to join us. And also in January, we are going to jump into a season of prayer and fasting. And I wanna challenge you this year to get involved. Don't just, just watch from afar, but get some skin in the game. Join us as we are gonna to gather together in the mornings, we're gonna to pray together. And we also have three very special Yeah, nights. we do, we do something very different this year. For the very first time, right at the tail end of our prayer and fasting, we've got three nights. And we've been calling them internally, like, like revival nights. And I wanna encourage every single one of you, not to miss these. We're gonna have worship, prayer, we're actually inviting in some special guests yeah. just to kind of kick off the year the way we need to kick it off. What are the dates on that, Tate? That's January 17th, 18th, and 19th. So don't miss those nights. Then of course, on January 22nd, we got our big old welcome home party. And I'm telling you, it is always a party. You're gonna be kicking off our, our cruise and we're kicking off our new season. And so make sure you put that on your calendar as well. Well, everybody, it's a brand new year, and I can't wait to see what God is gonna do in and through our church. And listen, I'm really excited about what God is gonna do in and through your life as this year you choose just to stay consistent and just keep running after God with everything that's in you. Can I pray over you as we get into this new year? God, we wanna pray that as we enter this next year, God, you would anoint everything, that you would be in everything. You would work through this church in a powerful way. And God, for everyone right now that's listening online, God, I pray you would bless them beyond their wildest imagination. God, that this year would be their best year yet. And God, in every place where there's been worry and God, there's been maybe frustration and doubt, God, would you meet them in those places? God, the places are hurt in their life. God, would your grace come alongside and, and carry them? And God, for our church, we pray that, Lord, you help us reach more people this year than we've reached in any year previous. God, that as the gospel is preached through the pulpit and through our lives, God, that you would be heard loud and clear. And God, your spirit would give power to all those things 
and God, that you would change lives this year. God, we look forward in anticipation to what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. amen. Love you, citizens. See you next. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Citizens Church. It's our prayer that through this message, God would impact and inspire your life. If you have any questions for us or would like to let us know how God is using these messages in your life, please let us know by sending an email to connect at citizenschurch.org. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online and help in seeing more lives change through the work here at Citizens Church. Thank you so much for joining us. Gotta, gotta keep on